0: Regarding sports gambling here in the state of North Carolina, what's next or what the next steps? And someone that knows best has been involved with it pretty much since day one. Philip Isley, chairman of the Centennial Authority, joining Brian Murphy and I, Dennis Cox, here live in studio. First of all, thanks for your time and thanks for coming in, joining us. Happy to do it. Love doing this stuff.
1: And I brought the lovely Mrs. Isley with me to make sure that everybody behaves today. So.
2: Oh well, mostly,
0: mostly right? Brian. Right. We got to <laughs> keep him in check. I know he-
2: she really classes up the joint. Like, yeah. Like, and we're
1: going to see Ryan Reynolds after this, too. So.
0: <laughs> oh, there, okay, there you go. We're going to go check out the, the soccer tournament There's out there, there in Cary. So, sports gambling passed here in the state, or in, passed through the Senate. Correct. It's got to go back through the House. Governor Cooper's going to sign it off. But looks like that's going to take place. One thing that's going to come out from this, potentially, is a sports book at PNC Arena. But now, Brian, as you reported yesterday, from our understanding, what you're, you have said, there could be one inside PNC and one outside of PNC arena? Possibly, is, yes. Okay. Why two, and why not more? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, two uh, is better than one. Yes, I, um,
0: I 100% agree with that.
1: And, you know, th- that happened at the last minute. Okay. Uh, we, we're, we I mean, as the authority chairman, I'm very happy that this has now occurred, at least in the Senate. And, sure. And uh, Speaker Moore said he's going to concur next week. I have every belief that the governor will sign this into law. And then we'll get moving forward. Having something inside the building for us, the PNC Arena, is great because it's going to activate the building 24-7. That's what I've been trying to do okay. since I think the first time that uh, you know I met with you, maybe March of 22-ish. Um, but having the ability to have uh, brick and mortar outside the building still on property is, a, is another great thing for continued activation within the community. If, if the licenses are the way they, I believe they're going to be, the owner of the Hurricanes will have some option within a half mile of the arena. So okay. if they found a place they like better, which I don't understand why they wouldn't you know, want to stay on site, we have incredible road networks right there. I mean, it'd be nice to have a sports book right there on Edwards Mill Road coming into the building. Yeah. Um, you know, right there, I, I doubt it'll be on Wade Avenue. But even Trinity, there's lots of areas that would be great for standalone brick and mortar. That's up to the owner and the Hurricanes to decide what they want to do.
0: Okay, so that's, a, that, that's in their hands, not yours as a centennial authority. Well, so
1: we have built into our enhancement program uh, a, the idea for a sports book mm-hmm. uh, inside or a, attached to the building. I want to say it's 4,000 square feet. Um, really? Yeah. So that's, I mean, I, I, I think I sent Brian plans earlier from back in the day, but in our drawings we have at least identified an area where we think a sports book could go and obviously we're still a long way away from getting the enhancement project cleared, but we've been anticipating that something would happen with respect to the, to the building and at least have set aside about 4,000 square feet. That doesn't mean it couldn't be bigger, Mm -hmm. but from what we're willing to do, you know, 4,000 square feet is something the authority is at least considering. So um, that would, that that would take others to participate in that construction and, and financing. But for right now, we've always thought that the sports book sports wagering would pass at some point we were pleasantly surprised to learn that there might be two licenses involved as well as you know inside and outside the building
2: well there's there's so much happening over at pnc we, we get fixated on the sports book part because i think that's the new shiny object um a, a lot of what we're talking about is you're, you're negotiating a long-term lease with the hurricanes you're also waiting on some money from from the Interlocal Agreement, which means the city of Raleigh and, the, and Wake County, uh, to do this big renovation project. And then thirdly, and maybe all tied into all that, is development of the area around PNC, which brings its own problems because we all know that, that there's a lot of area that's for tailgating, not only for Canes games but for NC State football games, and those spots are very important to NC State. How does all of that sort of tie together, and, and is there a step that has to come first in your mind uh, t- to get the process rolling or, or does everybody need to join hands And kind of jump at the same time um, It's a little bit of all of the above I, I, I am hopeful And
1: optimistic that we can come to A term with uh, the owners uh, the the Carolina Hurricanes With respect to ideas for development Around the arena mm-hmm. first, I, okay, I, think first. I think we've built up enough Rapport with Mr. Dundon His team, our negotiator Is Dan Barrett Who's probably the best in the world I think uh, there's a lot of goodwill right now, uh, and, and momentum positively moving forward, to where we may be able to announce we have a term deal with the owner with respect to the development rights that also tie into a long-term lease extension, which then gets the city and the county really happy about mm-hmm. giving us a significant amount of money. Yeah, uh, that hasn't happened yet, but I am optimistic, and we've worked all very very hard. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever worked harder. For something that doesn't pay me anything <laughs> other than the realization that this is a community asset. And if we can keep everything there and then add to it and enhance it, it'll be the
2: coolest thing that I've ever done. Our friend Luke DeCock in the in the News and Observer today quoted Dundon as saying, we're very close. You said within a couple of weeks, the cur- hurricanes have been here for 25 years. I know at one of the meetings I attended, Don Waddell said we could sign for 75 years. W- what length of contract are, are we talking about? I know you can't get into exact specifics but they just signed a five-year extension we're we're certainly talking about longer term than that we we want
1: a a long-term lease extension for the for the the life of that building which is going to be 20 to 25 years this entire enhancement project again to tie everything together we're looking to where this will be a community asset for the next 25 years so at age 50 then the decision can be made do we knock it down does it become you know a, a new arena Where's Riley at that time? I probably won't be here. Um, <laughs> Don't say yourself. I short. You're I, probably, I hope on, I am. Come on. but you know, I, I certainly say uh, I, I won't be the chairman of the sure. authority. Is what I was saying. <laughs> um, but that's our intent: is we want enough enhancement to make sure that this building is a 50-year-old building, and that this will be uh, a good place for all of our tenants. And it's not just NC State; it's not just the Hurricanes. It's the folks that go to the Lizzo concert. Yeah, I was there. You know, I mean, so was my oh, wife yeah. and daughter. I mean, so, And I you know, was there, too. The, Where know, were you? Where were you? I was out there. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, well, I wonder if I was in Denver then. I, I can't remember. I was out at Lizzo, though. But everyone had a swell time. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it, w- it was an absolutely good time. Philip Isley, Chairman of Centennial Authority, joining us here live in studio. So, the enhancements being done. I know the idea of the sports book being part of that, but we we talking – Restaurants, hotels, uh, other entertainment venues going in. What other things can people, if they go to a game or an event at PNC Arena, what other things other than just the game itself can people – Hope to maybe see in the near future.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I have only seen a couple of different sports books uh, since I've been the chairman. Mm-hmm. And we saw one at the United Center, and it was really cool. It's two stories. There was a restaurant attached to it, a very uh, sort of a special restaurant, you know, exclusive restaurant. That's in Chicago. In United Chicago, Center United Chicago. Center. And it was – there's a nice bar up there, but you had access to – effectively, it's more than a loge seat, but you had sort of a quarter ice access that you could eat your meal, you know, and that, they were non-ticketed. I mean, if you're in the sports book – you had the ability, you know, first come, first serve to sit there, which was oh, really? really cool. I think it's a FanDuel product, but okay, you know, leather chairs, hundreds of, of video monitors, uh, really nicely done. The the finishes and were were incredible. I don't remember how big it was, but just the sports book itself is going to have an incredible upgrade to the fan experience right now of those who can legally mm-hmm. uh, uh, gamble our our idea for further enhancements to the building would be taking away stairwells and escalator banks to make garage doors you know potentially to have sort of in, inside outside activation on nice days okay to be able to use the building during NC State football games to, to create another zone for activity and entertainment during the NC State football games right now the building's used for bathrooms and air conditioned breaks During an NC State football game Yeah, it's really about it We we think it could be Much more than that Mm -hmm. And so some of the products We're looking at For NC State games Are how can you use Maybe some upper, upper level areas With rooftop amenities to then look at, you know, if I, and I haven't seen the schematic for the scoreboard. I don't know if there's going to be a scoreboard that faces the PNC either. But
2: They're building a huge new scoreboard out of Carter-Finley Stadium. And I don't know if it's going to be double-sided is either. what you're getting right, at. Right. Uh, that would be I've, pretty cool. That, that would be awesome. You could watch the game from the plaza. You could, Correct. Uh, you know, people outside of the building would have access to seeing highlights and stuff. Uh, one clarification here, because I think people get confused about this. <clears throat> It will use the terms that the Centennial Authority uses. There are enhancements and that's what you're talking about with the building. So that's the sports book in the building, but also, you know, better, better dining options, better seating options, maybe a bar up in the third deck where people can sit and watch the game, but also be at a bar. And then there's development, which is outside of the arena and what we're talking about, maybe tearing up parking lots and, and all of that stuff those are separate projects in your mind now they're kind of tied together when it comes to, to maybe getting a long-term lease but they they are separate projects when it comes to construction and designing and and timeline and all of that
1: Yes that's exactly right so anything outside the building we're not going to be responsible for that would be you know the the owner of the hurricanes has the right to negotiate with us to develop the property okay that's that's sort of the that's the term of art that we use within our, our group. And, and we're currently trying to accomplish that. Um, and we'll do it slowly. We have we have listened to virtually every stakeholder in the state of North Carolina. We we met with, with folks at NC State. We've listened to them. We know what their fears are. We're being receptive to that. We're trying to do this slowly, baby steps, where nobody's going to – if we do it the right way, no one's going to miss a beat in it with the initial phasing, and then they're going to really like it. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're going to get used to it. And then the phase two, if, if everything is going on the, you know, in the same schedule that we anticipate, by the end of 20 years, I think it could be a showcase for anything in the South. Um, really, I mean, that's that's that's, that's, that's Philip Ozzie's goal. Yeah. And I'm working really hard to try to get buy-in from all the constituencies, and I hope I'm doing a good job. I, I, I think that most people agree with me, but anything, you know, having served on the city council for eight years... Everyone hates change. It frightens them. Oh yeah, they they don't like the newness, the fear of the unknown. Until they see the newness, and then they like the newness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if there's any other if there's anything else I can do other than listen. And our board's been listening and trying to make sure that this, if it does happen, it happens uh, with some degree of regularity, continuity, where everybody's expectations are not upset.
0: Philip O'sley chairman of the Centennial Authority joining us live here in studio. All right, time is money they say, right? So what comes first? Is it the inside the arena stuff? Like is is again, kind of like Brian's question. If if and when things get approved, how fast can we start seeing things changing inside the arena? Are we talking beginning of 2024? Are we talking later on this fall? When can we actually start seeing hammers and nails going?
1: We're going to have to phase in any of the enhancement renovation project because mm-hmm. we have a lengthy. Events, season.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. events are well events are taking place, things like that. Right. So again, I know that again, that's where time is money takes place, but it's an off season right now. Yeah, there's some concerts and other events coming into PNC Arena, but could we potentially start seeing things happen coming? August before hockey season gets going.
1: We have a capital, we have a capex program where we do stuff all the time. In fact, we yeah. have a massive roof replacement project going on right now that is not sexy, but you know what? <laughs> we sort of need a roof. You need and, it. You uh, got to have it. We're doing it. And there are other things that we will probably do this summer. We're still trying to pick and choose that, but I think by the end of next year's season, we're going to really start hitting things hard. Okay. And there won't necessarily be the sexy stuff. That might be expanding our two bay dock area to a four bay dock area where trucks can actually turn around in our our facility, which they can't do that right now. They have the back end, it's not it, it was not well designed initially, but those are the little things that do not bring bottom line to anyone
0: other than ease of access to concert promoters. That was actually what to bring that up. Like, how much does this not only impact for Carolina Hurricanes games, NC State basketball games, but just events as a whole? Look, again,
1: I, mean, I, I want to mention this every single time. This is a community asset. Mm-hmm. So the citizens of Wake County and Raleigh have agreed to tax themselves twice for prepared food and beverages and hotel room nights to pay for this community asset. And it's not just hockey and basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the Disney on ice. It's the concerts. It's Cirque du Soleil. And. I will give uh, the owner a great deal of credit. Uh, he's he's really improved the concert. Since he's purchased the team in 2019, mm-hmm. the amount of incredible concerts we've had since then are extraordinary. Oh, yeah. And, I agree. And he loves that stuff. Like, he's really into the entertainment stuff. And he's he's only five years younger than me, but he acts about 15 years younger than me. <laughs> uh but that's a cool thing And like I, You know I, I love music And I like going To the concerts out there It's it's still really easy To get in and out Of, a, of the area When you don't have A stadium series Or Beyonce <laughs> <and the rain laughs> or, or a 5.30 You know Rush hour traffic issue But I, I You know th- This is a community asset And the things that we do Are for
2: Everybody So we, We've spent a lot of time Talking about the Hurricanes And obviously they're They're the main tenant In the building But NC State is right there too, and they have they have a big say. You've mentioned the Centennial Authority Board a lot, and and the the board is filled with like the biggest you know industry titans in North car in central and eastern North Carolina that you can find, including a lot with with. Strong, strong ties to NC State, and so NC State's going to have a, a fair amount to say about what happens there. I know the relationship between NC State and the Hurricanes is probably as good as it's ever been. W- what does NC State want out of some of this stuff? And and have you heard from them on on some of these matters? We we, we talk to them regularly. Um,
1: we actually are talking to them next week as well. You know, State is our co-tenant. They they have they don't have as many game days, but you know they're one of our two major tenants, and they they also have two graduations there I think every year and so it's you know it's their facility too and they're not necessarily outside of Carter-Finley or but still it's it's that's they're, they're there I think they appreciate what we're trying to accomplish with fan experience um, we're looking mightily at in, increasing the areas where high dollar donors can congregate before and after and during games um, you know, that's, those are the choices we have to ha- have their input in also on what do we need from that standpoint. I think the other thing that we've been really mindful about is NC State's fan base. You go to a game, you see plenty of young people there, but they're not a ton. I mean, other than the student section. And so as the, the, the fan population ages, we think it's important for NC State to have price points for new season ticket owners, new alumni who come in and they want to – sort of start their Wolfpack club, in, you know, endeavor. And they get great seats with a really cool premium bar section that's all accessed because you're on the third level. Um, and then you you work your way down. And then you work your way into either a courtside club or a really cool premium space that's both pregame and postgame activation, meeting with former players. I mean, th- that's cool. And that's a different scene than hockey. You can't do that necessarily in hockey because you can't stand on the floor right you know yeah. you, you can't muddle about the, the bench like literally sit behind the players and listen to the coach i mean you can but you're separated by glass right and you don't have that same connection you know that you do in a basketball game and i'm i'm really fortunate i can stand anywhere in that arena during an nc state basketball game and it's it's extraordinarily fun for me to stand where the players come in and out listen to the coaches or walk over you know, and listen to Hubert Davis when, when State was playing there. And that was like the greatest weekend of sports in, in Raleigh's history was that you know right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then culminate, I think, with Wednesday w- with Wake Forest, uh, NC State Legends game. But, you know, that that's awesome. And so that experience that I get because I'm on the Centennial Authority, we think others should have the same thing. And it shouldn't matter that you're a $20,000 a year donor. I mean, if we can do that, that well, I think would add great value to the Wolfpack Club and what they're trying to accomplish.
2: The, when the, I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but there is another big deadline coming up, and and that is this interlocal agreement. I I won't uh, I won't bore the the listeners with all the intricacies of that, but it, basically the city of Raleigh and the county of Wake are, are collecting huge numbers of taxes off oh, of yeah. this. Off of, off of these agreements that they've made. And that money goes not only to PNC, but to the the convention center and maybe the new soccer stadium in, Rale- in, in Cary and, and all other kinds of projects like that. Um, at some point here this summer, probably, they're going to come to you with a number. And that number is going to determine what enhancements you can do inside the building. It, do I have that right? And, and what comes first? So, sort of what, like... I know at some point you'll have to pick and choose which enhancements you want to do, but there are, are there one or two things I've been in the visitors' locker room uh, and I know the NHL has some concerns about some of that stuff. So how do you balance you know stuff that the leagues need, the teams need the concert uh, promoters need versus the fans?
1: Well, I mean that's that is the sixty four thousand dollar question or or and' it's whether we sixty four million dollars. Well, right, yeah, whether, whether we go to only sixty four thousand that's it <laughs> with a number or they tell us what the number is and we have to enhance the number. I mean, Look, I mean, it's all taxpayer money that we're looking for in the ILA. We're, we're, we're working very hard to try to find other avenues of financing. Um, but for the most part, this enhancement will be funded by interlocal funding. And we're, we're doing our level best to come up with the number that we know is right, that builds in for uncertainty, for labor supply shortages. And it's not some made-up number that just comes off, well, we need this because we need this. We had a number in 2017-18. It was, I think, it was 225, and anybody can do extrapolate from that. Well, okay, that's 500. I mean, that's a myth out there that that's what we're going to get. Well, that's I can assure you, I do not believe that's going to happen. We're talking in millions of dollars.
2: 225 yeah. million yes. a couple of years ago. Yes. Inflation, you know, labor supply. Okay, yeah. let's call it 500 million but now.
1: Th- that is, we are certainly, you know, we had numbers back in the day, and I don't remember if it's that number or not, but like. <laughs> It was six years ago, and everybody knows how expensive things have gotten. So, we want our number to be right. We want our number to be vetted. And when we have our number, then we we hope that the city and the county will see the the wisdom and how we've done this moving forward.
0: Does does Carolina Hurricanes do? How much do they factor in terms of the finances in this? And now, if there are things outside the arena in terms of development, are they a hundred percent responsible? How how, do, how much does the Centennial Authority, the city, the county, are they responsible for development outside of PNC Arena? You mentioned the enhancements inside. Again, people just want to know, like, where, where does that money also come from? Again, because you have a, a lease agreement, mm-hmm. and you said the Carolina Hurricanes, Tom Dundon, they can negotiate the developments in terms of their lease outside of the arena. So are they in charge of, like, that's that's on you guys or how much you guys chipping in.
1: So if if the development rights occur, yep. they're going to have to get property rezoned.
0: Okay. So that's that's them. Okay, so it's 100% on them. Okay. Just and, I would just but, more or less clarify. Uh, but I'm again,
1: you know, we're all I think we're all rowing in the right direction together. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no doubt that the community wants this arena to be successful. Absolutely. Whether it's the Hurricanes, whether it's for NC State, whether it's for the concert series, whether it's for the Disney on Ice, the rodeo, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, we had about, I think I saw, I remember the number, maybe a million six come through there in 22. So that's still COVID-ish, you know?
2: Yeah. Right. Right. Well, the, the arena is producing way more revenue than it did even, you know, in 2019. We have to get pre-COVID numbers, but but even before
0: that.
1: So to answer your question, Dennis, we're negotiating a lot of what you're asking about. Yeah, you know who's responsible for what. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of that.
0: There's a lot of that (laughs) kind (laughs) of stuff going. Again, that's again that's all the the kind of the balance of again of everyone kind of working hand in hand together on that. Um, My my final question. I know Brian's got one more. My final question. I know you you mentioned you're going to the soccer tournament. How does events like the soccer tournament, or we saw the NCAA had the women's lacrosse championships, also at Wake Med Soccer Park? all these other the stadium series all these other big events that are taking place in the area how much does the success of those events impact what goes on at pnc and just the attractiveness that pnc can bring to other big names coming in
1: we we think that this arena really has been the anchor for the success of the sports market Mm -hmm. Um, i mean everybody has their own thing but all you had to do was either attend or watch on TV the stadium series. I mean, it was like a darn Raleigh, you know, marketing. Yeah, piece. Oh, and fantastic. NC State. You know, I mean, yeah. like it's incredible. But we know that as we grow, we're the I think we're the fastest growing city in any um, major league professional league,
2: which is great, right? Which makes sense. A lot of those are in developed markets already. I I am
1: talking to people a lot about really kooky ideas. Like I would never think I'm having conversations about picks, you know, pick the issue, but they're all sports related. You know, we're, we're a really interesting market. Um, You know, we are a still a small market, no doubt, but when you're looking at the growth patterns, who's coming here, the technology folks that are coming here, we're still we're 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 getting on a lot of people's radar screen. That's not just great for Raleigh and Wake County, but it's great for Cary. I mean, look at what Cary has in in their sports portfolio between the USA Baseball. And, right. I mean, we're we're just we're all really lucky. Five County Stadium. I mean, we're still working on that, um, but I, I I think we're we're an extraordinarily bright beacon for the entertainment around Wake County and Raleigh.
2: That's Philip Isley, chairman of the Centennial Authority Board, and, and the time is going to save you because I was going to ask you what free agency moves the Hurricanes need to make. I yeah. was going to ask you to put your Don Waddell hat on, and, to, and you're saved by the buzzer here.
0: Right. <laughs> hey, you know, if you can start negotiating with with Dundon and Waddell on some moves, <laughs> hey, make that make that happen. That's Philip Isley, chairman of the Centennial Authority, joining us here in studio. Thanks for your time. We really do appreciate it and, and keeping us up to date on this and and giving us your time as well. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. I'm excited to see what happens. I think this is a my opinion i think is a a great thing for the city of raleigh like you said this is a more than just a carolina hurricanes and nc state thing that's if we can get even better concerts and more things coming in that's tax revenue into the area and and this stuff eventually i think will pay for itself in the long term so thank you for your time you, we appreciate it and uh we look forward to seeing what's next
1: thank you for having me on i really i, I always enjoy this and y'all are very nice to to put up with me for 25 minutes <laughs> oh no we, we invited
0: you in for a reason <laughs>